I'd like to begin with a trigger warning. This is completely, utterly mad. If you're doing what everyone else is doing, you're doing it wrong. One of the greatest epics ever produced. Well, get ready. You ain't seen nothing yet. I was a little, uh, it, it was unexpected that I received an email from one of you out there asking me if I would, uh, for money, by the way, which usually I would say yes to that in, in many occasions, for money, if I would promote and post an article that was written on a blog by an individual, and I didn't know much about it at all until I went to the the blog. And uh, you know, long story short, the article is by a, a native of China who is somewhat of an expatriate, somewhat of, uh, well, thinking outside the box, let's just say it that way, and wanting to make an impact on the next century, not only of, of global reality, uh, but uh, particularly of the Chinese people. And uh, so it I followed up on this. I can't really promote anybody just for money. I have to actually believe in what you got going on. And, and so I followed up on this, and, and the result is this conversation that I'm about to have right now. So I have with me uh, via via the internet someone who goes by the name of – online at least uh, – Joanna of Basaria. Joanna of Basaria. And uh, you'll hear his voice in a moment. You'll figure out that he's a guy. Um, but he's got a really interesting story. I'm looking forward to learning more of that, uh, as well as then digging into some of the ideas of what is it that he thinks China has gotten wrong that needs to be heard. And that's a big question, I suppose. But then also, how does this connect to Christianity? Because this is a, a young man who has recently become a Christian uh, in Germany by walking into a church just kind of randomly. And um, and, and so that uh, that it's in itself is its own interesting story. But let's just start with Joanna. Uh, hello. Let's just start with, you know, what you're comfortable with, your story, you, where you grew up, generally speaking, how, what it was like, um, that kind of thing. And you know, tell us who you are, basically. Uh, hi, everyone. I, um, I use the name Joanna to make uh, a conversation with Pastor Fisk. And um, I come from, I come from the part of China, where now it's called Sichuan. And I am, today I'm 20 years old. Yeah. At the, at the moment, I'm 20 years old. Happy birthday. And, yeah. <laughs> thank you. And the, um, I think coming here is, is to, is, is not, uh, was not a, of my mind before, I think. Um, it was really surprising that I could make my way on the Christian or on the things about Christianity or um, make understanding about this. But now after one year or two years, everything made clear. And I think I now have the chance to talk about it. Yeah. So it's, it is quietly, I think for me, it is quite surprising. Surprising, surprising to be a Christian. It's not only surprising to be Christian, but to discover many things, many things that I was questioning, but, but I do not, I didn't, I did not understand, but now I have understood. Okay. So, and again, yeah. I think this is going to connect to your story. And so I'm going to keep pushing a little bit on that. And I don't want you to say anything you're not comfortable with, 
But, mm-hmm. um, you know, who you are as a human in China, or what the expectations of your life were, uh, who your family was, life trajectory, that that's kind of what leads to your questions eventually. So, you know, you don't have to say whatever you want to say, but can you talk about when you were raised, what you were taught to believe about China itself in general, um, how you how you uh, viewed your nation? Before, I think I was, I am a son of a communist official in my hometown. And my dad is a, is the head of a Baru, I think is governing things about the market and, and the supervision of the market. And sometimes in my childhood, I had a lot of contact with his like colleagues or other officials and those kind of stuff uh, between the governments of, of China, I think the local governments of China. And those things are, I think, made of my childhood. But at that time, I did not know the many things, but only consider this thing, the, those things to be normal. Um, but after I like entered the university and or um, I started to question things about, about them, about them before I was thinking that my my childhood was in uh, like a small world, like everything is like in normal. Like my country is a, a great country, then that um, many people are like um, have made great effort effort to make it great or or like that. And uh, but after that, after I I started I've started to question those things. These things are totally changed. So can uh, I can I interrupt here and ask? Um, so when you think about China being great, what does that mean? Can you say that um, in a more specific way? Because great great can mean a lot of stuff, right? Like just it's amazing, right? But but in what way yeah. is China better than other places? At least as as the narrative goes, it was claimed that China had a history of five thousand years. It was uh, firstly it was called like a mystic or other things like the history of China, the ancestors of China uh, come from like uh, the the age where like the oldest civilizations in the world have founded, and um, many many things are constructing the the notion of China itself. It says that China should be a great nation and have been has been a great nation before, and so it will be a great nation in the future. So and it, it is like it's glory, I think. Mm. Glory. It's not like the the Trumps were like make America great again. It's like it's more like more and more uh, like the. I think it's I think inv- invisible. I think the invisible thing. Invincible, you mean, right? Like it can't be beaten, uh, or invisible, invisible, like you can't invisible. see. You you cannot see. Okay, but it is a glory that okay. you cannot see, but everywhere. So there's there's this sort of uh, inherent, you know, divine yeah, power, right. right? In in China right. as an idea, and the claim that it's one single civilization going back five thousand years. You know, that's like me saying yeah. that uh, I, we could actually say that that America is is really Rome from two thousand years ago, and it's all those ideals of, of Greek philosophy and government. But if I said that, it's not exact. I mean, it's not untrue, but it's not exactly true either. And I think that's part of what what you're going to talk about a little bit more. Right. Right. Um, but I want to before we go there, 
I want to ask a couple of more more specific questions because I don't know, and and mm-hmm. my listeners don't, don't know. So, you say you're you're the son of a communist official in your town. Mm-hmm. Well, so my my question is, how many communist officials does a town have? Are there lots of them? Is it just kind of one? Is this like a police officer? Is this like a mayor? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the structure of life like? Yeah, uh, the question is really good question. Uh, like the branches of the Communist Party, I think the, the communist regime uh, in local communities are divided into several parts. The one part is like the socialist, socialist, uh, um, I think, uh, enterprises. And the other part, part is the political branches. And the third part is the police or like the, the people who had guns. Yeah. You know, then I think those three parts are like, um, sometimes like they like themselves, the community, and uh, as a, they they have the like um, the common interest that can that can sometimes they claim um, the, the central government that they should be distributed to some some money or some loans by the central government, and the interests are divided by them together. And but sometimes in in uh, this group, this so-called community um, of enterprises, of, of government officials, of the of the uh, police officers, of those people have some mm, some like collisions uh-huh. uh, between uh, among themselves, like, and um, those are some basic like game rules in the local like uh, local game of politics and under the three groups the three groups there are people but they are powerless yeah totally powerless some people have some relationships with the people inside the three groups have the like um some priorities but outside this priority group People are nothing. It sounds yeah. to me like royalty a little bit. Is that fair? Uh, yeah, but it, but it's not a like um, not a precise like that. But but it's like people who have power, and but the power is not of their people, but of the I think this central centralized right thing. Yeah, a centralized and- thing. And then, so if somebody wanted to like move up from power in the town to power in the the bigger government, mm-hmm. how, how would they do that? Is there like 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 here in the states, you would run for office in the city, and then you'd run for office in the state, right? And you try to work your way up. Is there? Yeah. Does that happen, or is it all sort of we chose you, we groomed you? Um. um yes. Um. My dad was like a really poor. Um, peasant before his his uh, like his family was a peasant and he through the exam of the of china the exam like the college entrance exam in china he entered a great university uh, located in wuhan you know the coronavirus now oh <laughs> okay yeah sure wuhan. yeah okay that that city yeah the, the university of wuhan is my my dad university and that time i think at the end of the um 1990 1980s at the beginning of 1990s i think and at that time the universities have some correct correct characteristics of the socialist society uh-huh. because the universities are one of the branches inside the government 
Right, because everything that, is. Yeah, that means everything is in. So when he, when you, when you graduate from this university, the government will give you like a place to work hmm. inside the government branch, and you can get a work, get a job. Yeah. I, I think, and that thing, and at that time, you get a position inside this, inside this like system of socialist system, and then you like you started your career right 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 <laughs> but you're basically going to do whatever they tell you to do though right like you don't get a job yeah. like i want this i want that it's more mm. like here's your job do it yeah of. before it was like that and um now i think people could people should i think through many many like uh, entrances get into this system and this is really hard. You know how hard is it? It's unbelievable. I think it's one thousand people preparing for exam, and one people will win. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that people will be one of the government. And and at first it was or she was a like a small like a, people do normal things. And after a while, I think mm, those uh, there are there is not a like precisely a, a clear system to decide how great you are or how um, how high you can climb up but everything depends on relationships yeah. relationships yeah relationships. yeah yeah well and <laughs> right. i think i think that's humanity to some extent I mean, you're going to find that everywhere but i can I, but the way that those relationships are built in in chinese culture is just so different uh and then you add the socialism into it as yeah, well i think so that different. impacts it uh so you know but so i think people can imagine what you're talking about pretty well though uh with our own context um mm -hmm. okay so so what was your life trajectory i mean you went to school in a mm -hmm. foreign country uh was that uh, why was that something that was encouraged by the communist government or by your father is that something that was um, like, what, what was your hope to achieve? You didn't plan to become a Christian. That's what happened. But well, why did you go to school in that way? I think um, everyone in China, I think they have an instinct to climb up because they know, I think they know like uh, secretly that when they do not climb up, they will fall down to hell. That is a problem. Hmm. No, it's like, I think in the United States, there are many Chinese people, right? Hmm. And most of them, they are like, like the people that are fond of uh, schools. They like they, they get their child, they get their children to to many to many great schools like private schools in the United States, and the, the good private schools are full of Chinese. Uh -huh. yeah. Now it's like that because the, the people, I think Chinese people, they are, they think they are in danger. I think permanently in danger, and they could when when they could. They will climb up as fast as they can, as possible as they can, and this is what we are. Our mind is like there is that instinct. So by our family. So where were you being? I mean, my my question is, where were you trying to climb then yourself? And how much of that was something that was programmed into you by your by your upbringing, and you just didn't think about it? And how much of it was? You already trying to do something different and saying, I, I'm looking for something different than what I see. Mm, yes. Um, everyone in China, like, are a water, a drop of water in a, like a river. Mm. And I, like, um, everyone do not know why, but we, we know we should do. And 
in this in this process, I think I discovered something different. <laughs> and this different difference is from the novels what I read in my during my high school. Uh, I, you know, in China, in the high schools of China, everything was like competing, competing, and competing. But at that time, I did not want to join that competition. 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 Uh, so competing, competing is the word. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Keep going. It's not I. I did. I did not want to join the competing, and because it it was really tired. People are tired of that, but but people know they should do that. Mm. But at that time, I I did not believe it. I did not believe that doing such things can make me a great life, or or and I did did believe it. It is like a your instinct do not let you to believe it, but your reason led right. you to believe. It. Right. And, right. And. And you are really tired of such things, and you want you wanted to do something different. And I read novels, and I write I wrote novels also. And at that time, I was not, um, I think, so so hard hardly working student. And uh, in my in my class, I was like a naughty student, <laughs> and the, uh, and the teacher did not think that I am qualified to get into a good a good college. <laughs> okay, huh. Huh. <laughs> right. I have trouble it's, believing it. I mean, it must be a very different uh, type of scenario. Uh, but but um, novels. Uh, I'm assuming these are in Chinese. So so what yeah. what what does a high schooler in China read as a novel? What are the stories about? Uh, and not genre? about not not about the schools. My novel is, was not about schools, but like a science fiction or something else. So are they are they books that are exclusively Chinese science fiction, or are they books that are translated from uh, other science fiction uh, throughout the world? Um, I think um, some people will read the translated works, but most of people they read Chinese science fictions. Okay, I think uh, you I you know is one Chinese fiction fiction I think writer um, who wrote like a three body system. Mm-hmm. This book is really famous in China, and every high school student read it. Three but body system. The three body problem, not three system. body problem. Three body problem, right? Interesting. And this book has a really strong characteristic of Chinese society. You can feel the despair of the society in the society where everyone wants to survive. I think survival is the only thing we care about. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't think that's unhuman either. Uh, although the despair and despair is fairly normal for I mean, Americans are dealing with despair and we have plenty of stuff, right? We're still all depressed. Um, mm. But, uh, you know, the way it manifests itself, uh, one of the things that's interesting about American literature or Western fiction literature, science fiction at this time is how much of it is dystopian. Are you familiar with that term dystopian? Uh, yeah, 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 I know that. And it sounds kind of little... like what you're describing a little bit as well. Right. The uh, novel that what I have read, wrote, wrote written was dystopian as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I, really I have a fiction good. book I'm working on. It's also dystopian. So there's there's something yeah. in the water. And it's interesting to, 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 to see that this is across across the civilizations here, that, that both in China and here in the States, something about the modern world is causing mm-hmm. young people to um, – well, to fear, like you said. Um, and, and, then, and then survival, of course, is part of it. I think humans have always had to fight to survive. What that means though has changed. You know, It used to be against lions and tigers and bears, and, and now it's a very different thing. Um, yeah. 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 But so, uh, what I think is um, – I think 
as my experience in Germany, the Chinese society is quietly different, but the, the problems are, are, are like the similar. But you know what I mean, that Chinese people are like that at that level, at a higher level. And the, United, the people in the United States are not knowing how high the Chinese, Chinese level of despair is. No. It's, 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 like, it's like two different worlds and we are, we are like alienated. Yeah. And, and we are alienated from all other, the rest of the world. From the rest of the world, we are alienated. Right, which is what communism does, right? And, yeah. um, and the problem with Americans is that we believe marketing and branding – and so China markets and brands itself as not despairing. You know, we see video footage yeah. of thousands of people waving flags and smiling, right? And so, and and we believe <laughs> right. it, and we believe it. And I get it; those people are not malicious; they're not trying to be evil, but they are doing what they have to do, right? And it, it doesn't mean that the smile is real. Uh, uh, it's yeah. kind of what you're saying, right? So somewhere along yeah. the line here, you got connected to a historian, a Chinese historian, who. Uh, gave you a different perspective on the history of China. And right. so can you just talk a little bit about how that started? Don't go all the way to the, to where it is in your head now, but like how did you find that um, and, and what what kind of questions did it start to bring? Um, yeah, mm -hmm. just kind of dig on that a little bit. It's like uh, when I was in my university, um, this historian was an alumni of my university. So uh, people, uh, students, in that time, um, invited me to join like a club. And in that club, I met another person who knows the historian. This is precisely what had happened. <laughs> and, and after that, I think I have known some of his opinions, not of his works, but, he, but only his opinions, really astonishing opinions that told me that China should not exist or China did not exist at all. Or China is like a virtual construction, a historical construction. It's not a entity, but a ideological construction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that had changed the, my opinion about it, about China, about what we have taught, like we are like, because we have the doubt on other on many things but everything seemed to be so undoubtable but at that time when a crack appears everything collapsed hmm. uh yeah. so um yeah and i think i understand where you're going but i want to try to try to get as detail oriented as we can for the sake of the listener and myself too um mm. we've talked a lot here on this show just in the last couple of weeks about ideology and mm. how it can become a mask or uh, you know something other than real life, but then it kind of is running life, right. um, that kind of stuff. Uh, but you know, I think the phrase "China does not exist" would be something that Americans would be like, "What? Of course it exists. It's right there on a map." I, but yeah, he's not I really can't... he's not questioning whether it exists as a political entity, right? Mm -hmm. He's saying something different because to you, China is not first land on a map. It is, mm. I would almost say, a movement, right? Like a historical, unending movement of divine yeah. glory, as you said, right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. So, 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 keep going on that. Then, how did he poke holes in that? Like, what did he? Aside from just saying it's an ideology, it's not real. 
what did he point to? What parts of history did he point to that um, that made that factual, right, as opposed to just a, a uh, radical thought? I think it's not the precisely the any point during the historical process, but it's like the historical philosophy. Mm, I think it's like it's not what had happened, but how did the narrative appear? Well, how did the narrative appear? That, You're right. That's my question right. then. How did yes, it, it's, um, this was like um, he had compared our like our time, this dynasty. We, we, we call it this dynasty of communist communist dynasty. Yeah, sure. Compare compared it to the former dynasties and has discovered like a common thing that China is not of itself. China is cannot constructed by itself, but always constructed by other forces. And other when other forces like had grasped China, this land, and the other forces like their society become degenerating, degenerated. And during the process of degenerating, China appears. Because they're like a group of ruling group and a mass group of people who do not have power, do not have, have any strength to form a society. But those two groups come together. And the, the groups, um, I think the political groups, the ruling group become degenerating while contacting with those people, like sand-like people, like sand, the people like sands, they do not, they cannot um, form any uh, strong society that can only be governed, uh-huh. can only be governed. And the governor and the governed people, they become one thing, that is China. Right. And, and after a while, this, this governing group, this ruling group, we cannot see difference between them, between the two groups. And at that time, the society began to collapse and the new group from the West, from the North, or like from anywhere, new forces come into here again and create a new dynasty. And this group degenerating again and become another China and several Chinas or more than 20 start Chinas become a narrative called China itself. So China is not a civilization, but can call it a process or an intermediate or what what we like well like you said it's an idea and 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 in one sense i think i don't know that might be the way that that the the modern or postmodern nation has to be if you're not going to be knit together strictly on ethnicity right if it's not merely Mm -hmm. about bloodline then what does hold you as a people together so you know america is an Mm -hmm. idea more than it is anything else right right um, and, and so I guess some of the question then is how do you begin saying, well, what is that idea? If I had to define America as an idea, what is it? And someone might say capitalism. Someone might say freedom. People will have different answers, but they all kind of fit in a box. So what is the idea that is China? I mean, you used the word glory before, but it's got to be – it's more than that though, or maybe it is all it is. What I mean is the difference between the, the idea of the United States and China. I think the difference – I think the most great difference is the idea of China always upside down. It's, it is, I think it is not about humanity, but it's anti-humanity. It is like, 
like um, hi, it is still yeah, and it is like um, a converted, a totally converted thing. It's it's not a like from the from the ground like a tree grow up become a big tree. It is like from the air from mm-hmm. atmosphere and come down, and and we cannot understand it, but we pre pre. I think pretend to to understand, mm. and we pretend to to like um, to receive the the information that it is a tree, but it is not a tree. It is like converted. <laughs> it is so, converted. You yeah. cannot question it. And what what I'm hearing, and, and again, I may not be understanding everything you're saying. I, I hear the words, but um, yeah. uh, what you're trying to convey may be getting lost in the translation. Uh, but yeah. what what I'm hearing is. Uh, very similar to how I would just think of communism in general. It is top down. Uh, it, it it dehumanizes the individual in order to uh, to make the bigger body, the commune, uh, the mm-hmm. real thing. The society's the real thing, and ultimately, uh, yeah, it, right. it leaves you kind of despairing because you're just a piece of a bigger machine, as opposed yeah, right. to the extension of of a family. So the tree idea you're talking about sounds a, more, a lot more like a tribe or a family. It doesn't have to be bloodline, but uh, but again that there's a there's a pushing forward of each other and an emphasizing of the individual uh and their their strengths or their beauty or what have you as opposed it's, to being under like mm-hmm. some some total, you know, tyranny, I guess is the word. Huh? It's like you you cannot live for yourself. Mm-hmm. You cannot feel the, the I think the importance of yourself. And you feel despairing because you should you should accept everything that you do not like because that is your responsibility to to, to accept everything, including I think unrighteousness about that. So, so what is and, so interesting to me about what you just said? Okay, so you just made me have like a flashback to American dystopian books, Hunger, Hunger Games, or there's a bunch of other <laughs> ones that have been out where right. the young person is living in a society where they're supposed to believe a certain thing and they um, they do it as much as they can, but they feel like something's wrong and then they finally right. break out of it. And we're over here watching these movies going, oh, they're movies. And our, our uh, some of our young people are saying we should try socialism. We should try communism. And yet – the movies that they're watching, they want to fight against it. They think that the, you know, the Mockingjay or whatever from Hunter Games, like you, you, that's wrong. We don't want that civilization, but they don't know. They don't know that that's actually what communism and socialism are. And then, so hearing mm-hmm. you say this is stunning. So you're like, you're living in that reality. I mean, they don't make you fight on TV for, for food, but, but, uh, the feeling of trapness that, yeah. uh, you know, the main character, Hunter Games or what have you, that is what you, you are feeling. You are uh, experiencing. Yeah. yeah, this is everyone feeling. I think. So, um, how I'm going to shift backwards a little bit before we go forward. How does this historian get mm-hmm. away with saying what he says and not being um, reprimanded or or get in trouble since he works for the government effectively, right, with the university? All right, um, because no one can get his point. I think that's a reason. No one could get his, get his point, um, and I think the the point that he, that he grasps is not during the the process of history. But see, I have told you. But see, I think the but, but about how we like write the narratives, 
and how because the how is is the thing that's in is not in the horizon but in the in the atmosphere or in in the universe like you cannot like say that it is wrong but it has overthrown the whole system it's it's like uh, the narrative of china want to make glory as it's like the reason of ex existence but this historian what he has written deny the legitimate legitimation of the glory i think i think I, the glory yeah i think i'm i'm understanding in that let me let me try to say it back to you and you tell me if i if i got it so he doesn't really write anything that would be a direct threat to the communist government. He's not, you know, loudly anti-communist. Instead, right. what he does is talk about the narrative history of China and what it purports to to be from the past and he calls that into question, which if you then track that forward, you realize uh, that the communist mm. story is just one more piece of the yeah. of the myth, right? He has told us like um the the thing that you are told to live for is a lie. Hmm. This is a this is a central thing. I think it's the core. I think because uh, when we know, I think instinct in from our instincts, it is a lie. But we are told it is a true. And the things that they try to prove for us, they are true, and we can see them, like the economic development of China, like that. And they told they told us that it is the 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 power of the Chinese nation and you can see it and you can believe it. But what we are we we get from this historian is what you are living is a part of lie of the greater lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who... And this is Go ahead. how can we live? And for what can we live? And uh, what is the meaning of our living? Mm -hmm. It is not for the thing that that we are told of. Yeah. I would I would say that Americans have the same problem but skewed yeah. a very different way, but we live for a lie all the time as well. And it, that lie is America. Uh America <laughs> yeah. has some good things. I mean, don't get me wrong, but and I like my liberties, but at the end of the day, uh we put a lot of faith in this nation being something that is like from God and is going to fix the world and and these things are just as much a lie. Uh, and, and I think that maybe is where some of the despair that Americans find uh, in their lives. They, they find that all mm -hmm. of the toys made of plastic that they can create don't mm -hmm. really take away uh, the guilt of being sinners before an angry God, the, the, the need for forgiveness and those things. I want to come to Jesus here in a few moments. But um, I, I have a – this is a really like technical question, but I, I'm super I'm super ignorant. Like I know that there's the Communist Party. So like – Who's in charge of that? Is there like a structure? Is it like kind of like a military where you're just there and you're always at the top if you're at the top? Um, is mm -hmm. it like a Congress? Is it like, you know, a big club of people with a couple guys that run it? How does that happen? Mm -hmm. Right. How does how does Chinese government mm -hmm. work on the high it level? Is, it is precisely like what I have told you, like the dynasties before. It's a group from the outside. This group come from the Soviet Union because the um, all the things like the money and the techniques or army or the the people who train the army at the beginning come from the Soviet Union, and this is like a combination. The People's Republic of China, like a like a polity, is a combination of the enterprises 
like socialist enterprises, they are branches of the Soviet system. But they're and, not they're not like like Russian Soviets though ethnically, right? It 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 it, it was ethnically because the I think the uh, the trainers, the professors, and the the the, the people who te- who tell uh, the this group of people how things are working are all Russian. Huh. Because of that, at that time, it was real. And this combination, including the army, the enterprises, and the government, the the three, I think, the groups are trained by the, I think, the external power. So is is Russia and China now, as you grew up, and you hear about Russia, is Russia like a friend? Are you like, oh, we like Russia? Or is it kind of like, oh, they're kind of there, but they could Mm. be dangerous? Like for us, when I was growing up, Russia was the bad guy. They, you know, we, we and, and it was like all fought for the Olympics. We were at war in the Olympics with gymnastics, and that was like mm-hmm. you know the the thing. And China never really was. I mean, they competed, but you weren't the bad guy. And and now that's shifted a bit. Russia's still kind of the bad guy, but but Americans are more worried about China as a um, as a power, right? As a superpower. So I'm just curious if, you know, how you, as you're growing up, what is your impression of America? What is your impression of Russia? Friend, foe, doesn't matter. Um, mm, I think the, I think people of China always, I think, have a controversial, controversial uh, imagination about Russia. Hmm. Sometimes we think that Russia is powerful, but sometimes because the Soviet Union has collapsed down and and at that time, as, as today, many people think that Russia is powerless, <laughs> as it, and uh, compared to China's economy strength, economic strength, like uh, Russia is powerless also. But but still, I think still, military the military techniques of China now are mostly also are mostly even now from Russia. Right, right. But then the ideology that you talk about becoming the dynasty. Uh, under Mao, right? It's effectively Maoism, um, which I don't know much about that other than that he was a guy. Uh, but uh, that is a Russian ideology, but it's no longer like Russia's running China, right? It, it, you know. In fact, I think Mao is not of the Russian system. At that time, Mao is an outside guy. Huh. It's from the, from the outside. It was like he was the son of a, of a local landlord. And he was not of the of the Russian system uh, of the Communist Party, and he, uh, um, I think, even he was in the opposite opposite position to those guys from trained by Russia, huh. trained by the Soviet Union. And but but because of that, Mao, in this in this I think it's competition uh, between two groups. At at the last, Mao has caused great harm to those people. Who are the system of the Soviet Union? Yeah, and but but the I think the most I think the I think what is called it's ironical thing is um, at the end of of the of the Cultural Revolution, the Great Cultural Revolution, that Mao had launched against those those I think the cadres from Soviet Union, uh-huh. and I think those cadres like um, like the uh, later presidents of China. After Mao, Deng Xiaoping, or also, and those people, they cannot put any bad words on Mao. Yeah, right. 
no, yeah, I know, this I know. Is, he's like yeah. he's like he's like the Dalai Lama. He's yeah. like divine. Yeah, this is like the um, Mao had been the enemy of them hmm. in, in the internal uh, stru- struggle of Chinese Communist Party. Huh. But, but at the end of of the of the struggle, when Mao had been permanently terminated, hmm. those people cannot slander him. Hmm. Because he is his idol and sim- a symbol like like but that. Then, so you would say then that he kind of uh, ultimately lost though in terms of influence and that it is still more of a, a Soviet inheritance influence um, than Mao's China. Is that is that true? Like if you say um, China, is China – is the idea of China built by what Mao wanted or is it a different thing than that? Uh, I think the – China, the notion of China itself is opposite to this to the thing the Soviet Union had left to China had left to China. Okay, it is like it is what it's like. China is is the Asian thing. The China is the Asian thing that come from the bottom of the society, like Mao. And but the uh, I think the ruling groups um, in the Chinese history, like this time from Soviet Union, they are. I think they are totally in struggle and the people, they believe in Mao and they do not believe in those who come from outside. Uh-huh. And as that, and, and that, but, but they do not have power. So Mao used the people to, to come against those people. Right. Yeah. Like, like, like say people like playing tricks, like, um, um, use another one to kill this one yeah 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 and and he used the people the people in the in the bottom of the society so millions of billions of people to like to get against the people who have military power and Uh who have who are in charge of the combination of the groups of enterprises and military and government that is what happened yeah he sounds like a populist is what that that would be yeah Uh, yeah it's like a populist yeah Um, yeah. Okay. And see, that's all. I mean, it's really hard to find information about any of this over here. I, I don't know if that's just our ignorance or or what. Um, but that's interesting. So even when you said that Mao was terminated, like they killed him, I didn't. I didn't know this. I, mm. what, what does that mean? He was terminated after his death. Uh, all his families were put into prison. Really? Um, yeah. His wife were put into prison. Died in prison. Wow. And. Yeah, like that. How yes. did how did he die? How did he die? Uh, he like that. He died um, because of um, I think a disease. Okay, so he had a normal mm. death, but then afterwards he hadn't done a good enough job giving control <laughs> right. to people. Right. Yeah, and right. then he, oh wow, that's really fascinating. <laughs> yeah, where okay, this is a complete out of left field in a sense, but if if an English speaker wanted a single book history on modern china do you have mm-hmm. something that you could point point us to that we would read or listen to uh someone just like an introduction to what it you know to modern china where would we where would we look i think um the, the books of um, in english about modern china it's inside the narrative of the chinese narrative so it is nonsense to i think to read any kind of these books even to because, get just kind of the the because what I want is the historic facts. I want like who, when, where these events happened in the last century. You know who? What were you talking about? You know how did Mao die? What happened to his family? 
Um, mm. You don't think there's any way to to learn about that? I just want to learn about it. You um, know? I think the normal. I think before in my university, I read up some some like the common history books written by the professors of Cambridge University, and, and that thing I think they are good, but they are too long. Sure. Yeah, but still, I think, in my opinion, I think having the facts are not is not so important to have a good sense of proportion. Okay. Like, like this, like the um, some the opponents in in a political struggle and how this political struggle started and what is the essence of this struggle and how did this power like disappeared or like, like that. It is the thing that we uh, we are going to find out, but in modern Chinese history, in the common narratives, they are disappeared. They have disappeared. They like. Um, the people of the Western world, they are like like you guys, um, not knowing the political essence of China is the external group and the internal group and the people, the next external group and the people. Some people from the from the I think the bottom of Chinese people from this land, this ancient land, come into that external group, and Mao is one of them. Okay. And there is a struggle. There yeah. was a struggle. Yeah. And and after the struggle, this group fall onto this this land and are like become become have no difference with the people of this land and they have lost power. Mm. And after that, they cannot control the situation. Mm -hmm. This is what we have seen now. Yeah. So what you're making me think of there is how so after Rome fell. Uh, yeah, right. The, you had um, you had kings. They called themselves mm -hmm. emperors in the Middle Ages, all the way into the 1500s, who would mm -hmm. be called the Holy Roman Emperor. But they'd like reign in Spain, right? They're they're from Spain, but they'd call it the Roman Empire. Right. So right, it's right. it's a similar exactly. kind of thing where you just have someone trying to have an empire, and they're latching onto the old story for validity mm -hmm. to their new. Effort. Right. right, right. Like even in, I think, like the Byzantine Empire, like the East Roman Empire. Yeah. After I think after a million, I think after a million, um, like um, after one thousand years, they still call themselves Romans. Yeah. Right. This is uh, this. They speak Greek. They speak Greek, and they do not speak more Latin, but but they call themselves Romans. Right. Like now, people in China now, the language our people are speaking. Is a mixture of the like Manchurian of the and the I think the later Asian Chinese, I think what the people was saying in the early Asian China, we do not know at all. What I also Language. find interesting about that, then, I mean, that sounds like English a little bit because English is just a a. a smashing together of languages yeah, yeah. and the united states is a smashing together of cultures so that's kind of what china is too right you have a, a bunch of different smaller not tribal but mm. uh, ethnic cultures uh segmentations yeah. who are gradually being unified through um uh, propaganda i guess i would say uh, uh and or that's the attempt and the united states has the same thing happening but they're coming from very different ideologies uh but they're not so different in terms of what I I'm I'm German by ethnicity, okay? Mm -hmm. And I have some some Norse in me. 
I don't think anything about Germany. I don't think anything about Norway. <laughs> right. I, I'm completely 100% this um, – I've even got the shirt on, this American idea. Um, and uh, I don't know if, if I resent that or not, but it certainly is a, is a change in the way history happens that we live at a time where certain ideologies are taking human groups – and making them mm-hmm. into more homogenous groups that that, that right. kind of overwhelm them, and to see China as that, as opposed to just this already homogenous group, they've always been the same, they've always been like this. I think this is one of the things that you you can help me understand on another right, sphere. Right, right. This point. Uh, I think that I think the difference I have told you is is the like consequence. It's like not consequence, but but this, let's see. One thing is. A tree that's grown up from the ground. Right. The, the other tree is a fake tree, but it's grown up from the sky. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. This is this is what this is a difference of United States between United States and China because the political order of the United States grown has grown up from the local communities, from the basic communities. That's that the, that's the like, theory. That's the theory. Yeah. I don't know if it's quite true, and, but. <laughs> At least before 100 years, it was true, right? Yeah, uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical yes. of, of our own mythology. But certainly the idea was that it could, right? And the idea yeah. still is that on the ground, you can make a difference upward if you want to. Mm. Um, right. This is people live for themselves. And it's not for them, for, not about selfishness, but but only for uh, also for religious groups that people have their own um, I think living, living the meaning of, of their livings, and mm. and they live for themselves. Is they think it's natural, but in China it was like, um, like it was politically centralized. It was like from the over from the over level to the under level because you you know when you come to China you can see that the rural areas they are really poor. The people in the, in the rural areas. They cannot like um, everything was like terrible, horrible, and because they are really in poverty and in rural areas. But in United States, the rural areas are like sometimes are more more are better than in the cities. Often, sometimes, often yeah. we have some real some real corners, but they're they're not the norm. Uh, it is the difference. Yeah, it's a difference that I say that it is from the from the. I think the uh, top from to the bottom, but the United States from bottom to the top. I think that is, I think this, but also the United States is changing. Uh-huh. That is what you are saying. Right. That there is, is a, a tendency of the, I think, political or ideological in this mass, um, some something of this, of this system is changing. Mm-hmm. But China is a thing that already have changed. Mm-hmm. And that was the, is a result that we can see. <laughs> yeah. It is like you know. I read this, um, some books, like the uh, of the of the that time before the Second World War in Germany. This this one. This is the, the decline of the West. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. This one, and um, it's like that. That that we have known that uh, society has was like like creators. Was like they have a youth they have an adult life they have a like a, a life that uh, after is is like depriving deprivation and after the deprivation they died 
like that. The China was like like a Frankenstein. Oh, how to say that? It's Frankenstein. It is already a corpse, but but you know a, a line, a power a power line from the outside, from the external side, and get into this corpse, and it has it began to work. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> it's like uh, we are not we we do not feel good about about this, but but the power, the military power, the political power, that's remind us every time that we should live in this form because this is what we are demanded to do. Right. We are like a corpse and, and the power is from the outside. We do not know why. Well, it's just, <laughs> it's just classic. To me, that's just classic uh, communist or fascist uh, control of the mind through propaganda. Uh, you know, a propaganda in America is all built on selling you something. I want you to buy a new car or some insurance. In, yeah, in yeah. China, it's all the government, right? It's all based on China is great. Do what we say. We're all going to be great someday, or we are already. Yeah, right. Because it is not about – it's not merely about propaganda, but it is propaganda comes out of politics. Yeah. But propaganda comes out of military power. They have guns, and they control you. And they force you to, to say some things, and you cannot you cannot say that I'm not saying. Yeah, <laughs> this right. is not propaganda, but but the propaganda in this order, is, I I think it's not an important thing. It's not an important thing. How uh, how's that? Because, how's that? Say that because I think that if if somebody is saying you know at gunpoint but with a smile on their face, yay for China, and then someone else mm-hmm. sees that, not the gun, just sees the the video. That's how mm-hmm. you then as a society continually think, oh, China is I, – I will believe this because you hear everyone saying it all the time. Um, it's, it's, it's culture control. It's mind control. You, you, the one who controls um, the narrative controls what people will do, and there's no way uh, to question it. Yeah? Control. I think control is not a propaganda of propaganda but of real power, of, of the real power that government can arrest you. At oh, any sure. Time. Absolutely. Yeah. So when I, when I say propaganda, what I mean is – um, the ones with that power are now using that power to mm-hmm. maintain a story. So you use the, the term uh, like story, right? right? And so the propaganda right. is the pushing forward of this story right. everywhere so that that's all you can hear and there's no other counter story. There's no other, other yeah. narrative, yeah? And Sometimes, yeah. We yeah. have that here too. I think there are certain there are certain stories about the United States that nobody questions and nobody challenges, except maybe a few Christians, and <laughs> and then there are also ones that are competing for each other, uh, and that's part of our political system is you know the Republican yeah. story versus the Democrat. But um, you know nobody questions democracy, right? Nobody qu- well people do question capitalism now. Anyhow, so that's what I meant by by propaganda is trying to make your story the one people believe. Right. And the communist government is very good at that, I think. I think the, the reason is it is good at that is because the people are helpless under the government. Sure. Uh, when, when they are helpless, they cannot say that uh, because I think the other thing is true and I believe in other things. But because when you believe in other things, you are totally helpless. Like, like um, sometimes, you know, the, the condition of, of the existence of truth is that you can protect yourself, then you can have the truth. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like, like, the, like the Joseph Stalin has said, the truth is within the sphere of, of a canon. Huh. Explain, <laughs> like that. explain that. What do you mean? Uh, it's like um, there is a canon, 
and the, uh, he uh, it it could uh, kill any people uh, it wants in in, in oh, the, I see. I, yeah and and in this sphere that that he can kill people there is truth right it's so truth. so he can what, truth is yeah. whatever he says you are supposed to say while he's pointing a gun at you that's truth and then you have to yeah, you that have to is face truth. it and and after so many years i think uh, when the gun uh, points you at, point you point the truth for you I think point out the truth for you and you do not know what the real truth is and you do not believe like you do not have the gospel you do not have the preachers to like to, to tell you the truth is the truth but the, but you choose the thing that the gun had pointed out for you you say that is truth so so as a as a when you were in china uh living growing up before you kind of had your mind change were you afraid of getting shot was that something that you would live in fear of a gun uh, from various um, people, I think uh, it's not a. Um, I think it is. It is an invisible. I think it's an invisible threat. Okay. Um, but but it's like the people know that government is invincible. Yeah. Right. That people know that government is like a Leviathan. You know the Hobbes, the uh, who wrote a book yes. like Levi- Leviathan. Like, uh, Leviathan. <laughs> Leviathan. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. But pronunciation not so good. Uh, Leviathan. Like the uh, everyone knows the Leviathan, but but everyone knows that the Leviathan can kill them at any time if they do not obey. Yeah, and and this is a thing that people can like censor themselves, uh, like the censorship in our hearts. That uh-huh. before we speak, before we speak, you know, uh, we we would say we would we would automatically think about it. Yeah, is it proper? Is it yeah. proper? Yeah, we call it's that like, yeah. We call that having a filter, and and uh, you know you need one in some ways. Otherwise, you say really stupid stuff. But uh, but your filter is being formed or programmed again by right. by the fear that you're talking about, right? Uh, the right. invisible fear. Um, uh, way back when we started this conversation, you and I think it's before I hit record. You mentioned so the name Joanna of of Basuria. Kind of, there's kind of two pieces of this. So the name Joanna is a little bit connected to your your Christian story, which I want to come All into. Right. So would you just tell? I mean, I know that these are names you just use online, but they have a meaning to you. So so why right. are you using these names, and what do they what do they mean? Um, Joanna was what I get this name for my church in Berlin. Um, at that time, I was not a Christian, but I went to a church. At that at that day, I met a girl from Iran. You know, it's from Iran because. Um, you know the conditions in Iran. The Christians uh, can be beheaded. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, and and uh, it, uh, she came here as a refugee, hmm. and she came to the church. And he doesn't. She she doesn't have a have the working permit in Germany, and um, it should depend on the other people's help. And his living condition was really poor. Hmm. But at that time, it, she has a really good smile. Hmm. And and I met her, and um, my name, my real name in Chinese, the pronunciation was was I think it's it's not far from the name Joanna. It's um, because in German, you know, uh, the J in English is pronounced as J. Yes. And so Joanna in 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 German is Joanna. Yeah, it's like a Y. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my name is, I think it's near to that. So when I said my name in Chinese and he, she said, 
she said she said it was a mystic. Yeah. But I said, uh, "Wow, it's such a cute name." Huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I used it, and I used it because huh. online the people do not know that I was a guy. So at first, I used it. <laughs> yeah. And then, so talk about Basuria. Then, what's what's this of Basuria thing? Basuria is uh, it's a like a name of the I think the nation that we have constructed for ourselves is <laughs> uh, you know the. Uh, basu is two correct characters in Chinese. Like Ba is like the east side of the Sichuan province, like Chongqing, and Su is like the west side of the Sichuan province. And those two parts um, constructed a a like a region that has a has a, a great I think difference from the other parts of China. The culture and the people are very different, and. And you you know Ria like like it's a I think it's a suffix of a Latin name of a land yes. like Romania like yes. the, uh, like Germania like that <laughs> and this is easily what this is I think the precisely what happened yeah. <laughs> with this name and it is this is I think um, simple and this name was created by the historian I mentioned to you before oh okay and, okay yeah okay. and and. I combine those two names together because Joanna is what I get from a Christian life. I think it was linked. It was linked with with the I think the comfortable feeling of what I should be. The people that live for myself, not for the thing, the propaganda that they told me, but for myself, for my faith, for my like the, the thing that I think to be true, but but not not the government say to be true. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like, it's a manifesto of my courage. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like at the end, I could be as people for, for myself. I, 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 it's, it's really, it's really like, um, it's not so normal for Chinese people. It's not normal at all. And I got this name and the, my, the last name is Basuria and I combine this together. It's like, I refuse to be a Chinese anymore. Yeah, I refuse yeah. the Chinese. Yeah, and you know what is off in German? Uh, I think on my Twitter, my name of my Twitter is Joanna von Basuria. You uh-huh. know, von is is like a like an aristocrat. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Okay, <laughs> you know, yeah, like von uh, Richterhofen, uh, like like that. Because I should say, um, the people who have courage will get the freedom. Huh. Uh, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. That uh, the freedom is a new new country of us. I don't know the country will exist or not because uh, perhaps they, perhaps it will not exist. But it is a hope. I'm gonna like, su- I'm gonna suggest to you that the courage is the freedom, and yeah. that you know no matter what they might do to your body or what they might do to your land, the courage to believe against again the propaganda the lie uh, of a false idol. That is this ideology. That mm-hmm. is the freedom that Christianity gives. Now, I would say it, it's it a is. specific belief that we then trust instead of that. But, um, but that that courage is more important than anything we might build here. You know, as a new country, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's the courage itself to know I stand before God and not before men. Um, and right. uh, there's a real power in that. Um, it is what I emphasize. So, in this name. so then, and I like that. It's, it's really cool. And I like the, as you put it together now. So yeah, of Basuria, you're, you're of China, but of this sort of made up China and you're like kind of done with it. Yeah. Like that, that's, um, that's cool. 
what then is the is your plan then? And and I mean by this like are you going to go back to China once you're done with school? Is your is your goal to get citizenship in Germany? Um, do you still talk to your parents on the phone? Like how, uh, <laughs> how do all these yeah. things work out, right? Uh, right. Um, I think uh, I'm not going to go back to China anymore. I think because uh, at that time when I come out of China, I told my parents that I will I would not go back anymore. Okay. Okay. Because that because I was like I was like a rebel. Mm. I started a rebellion yeah. against China. Yeah. And uh, it's only about myself, but it's possibly if I, I told I tell the things to other people. And also the historian has told many of us and many of us have become rebels. Huh. So when I become a rebel, I cannot think that China will not consider me as a rebel. So yeah. it is yeah. uh, like, so I will not come, come back to China anymore because that place means unfreedom. It's, it's the opposite side of freedom. So, as a citizen, how do you have that choice? Though, I mean, don't you, don't you have to go back? So, uh, I think at least I have the visa of Germany. I okay. think the student visa. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I, why I stay here, and uh, as long as I can uh, live, I think, uh, I think legally in in Germany uh, using my visa. I will, I will not consider, uh, I, I will not think about that thing. And I think because I'm a bachelor's student, um, I think at least in eight years or seven years, I can, I can get a visa. Okay. So, so it's not a problem. And I think that, that's all I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. That's, that's helpful for me to kind of understand and you, your trajectory. You have time, uh, yeah. as it were. Um, uh, okay. So. Let's uh, let's shift gears here again uh, into into faith, okay? And mm-hmm. I want to I want to read a little bit of something you sent me, um, mm-hmm. just as a as a a prelude for the listener here a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. You said, uh, uh, you know, I'm from a totally different place and environment. I might have a totally different perspective from you on Christianity or religion. However, I think that the best thing I've learned is that you can make such talks come into reality. I appreciate your help. So just for my viewers or listeners, listeners, not viewers, um, to know. So uh, Joanna is attending a Lutheran church, but they they would mm-hmm. not be the Lutherans we'd be hanging out with at, as Missouri Synod Lutherans. They're they're from the other mm-hmm. side of the political side of, of Lutheranism. Um, let the reader understand. And um, mm-hmm. and so I we we don't really you and I haven't really talked about what Christianity is at all. And that's what I want to do a little bit now. But I'm going to leave room mm-hmm. for disagreement. We 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 certainly may not see things the same way, and and that's okay, right? That's why we're going to mm-hmm. have the conversation. So, yeah. Um, so, but your story that I do know, I, I find just fascinating that you just said, I'm going to walk into a church. Like I'm in Germany, <laughs> I'm a Chinese guy. I'm going to walk into a church with, right. a, with an Iranian girl, apparently close by. Right. Um, <laughs> so was that part of like the despair and you were looking for some, some answer to the despair? Like what, what made you do that? Was it just, I want to see the building. What pulled you in the door? Mm, because the uh, scriptures had given me a strength and I think I should find other people who can read scripture scriptures with me together. I think um, 
first, I think in my during my childhood, my during my high school, um, I have known many many parts of the Bible. Like um, like when I was writing my novel during my high school, I have quoted the part of Isaiah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the yeah the prophet book of Isaiah, and um, but at that time I did not understand the wholeness of Christianity, what it was like, and but during this year. After I came out of China, at that time I did not know anything. But during this year, you know the demonstration and in Hong Kong, you know the movement mm-hmm. in Hong Kong, and that had told me a lot about that. Before I do not, I did not know that my life was like so quiet. I I did I did see danger, but the danger is not in front of me.、Uh, But after the revolution of Hong Kong, I have known that in this world, many young people, even they speak Chinese as well, they are putting themselves、mm-hmm. in that.、Mm-hmm. It, it it is like astonishing and astonishing way to to know that I am in this time, and I have my responsibility, and and I have my position, and I should have my position in this movement as well. So, and, so not、yeah. to confuse though the Hong Kong、uh, event, which I kind of do want to ask about, but not to confuse that with Christianity though, right?、Mm, they are yeah, not, yeah. not one of the same.、Um, but yeah, so I, I I got something new that you just revealed. I didn't know. So before you walked into the church, you had had experience with the Bible. You called it even the scriptures. So good for you.、Right. That's a big word. I mean, that's a that's a good word for it. I,、uh, the scriptures.、Um, <laughs> And you had had exposure to this in China, so Bibles are available in China sometimes. Before it was, before it was, and after 2018, I think it become hard to get one. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And then,、um, but you had one with you when you came to to Germany, or you you bought one in Germany.、Uh, you started reading、um, it. How'd you start reading it in a way that it convinced、uh, you you need to read more? I've got one、uh, I bought from the internet、uh, okay. on the internet、okay. uh, be- before in China. I think before six years、uh, in China, and I bought I-, I brought that to Germany during my flight to Germany. And、um, after、uh, arrive in Germany, and after I get into this church,、um, after I I decided to go to church, I bought another one, and one in English is this one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This one, and after that, after September, I read it every day. So, but but you were reading it before you went to the church, correct? The the Chinese yeah, one, yeah. And because、uh, this, this version is English standard version. Yep. And and so, before I was reading the New International Version, but I think the this one is more beautiful. So、okay. after I go to the church, I I started to read this one. Yeah. But scriptures has a like a magical strength,、huh. a magical power that. Can make me like feel that in this, in such things, I can find myself. So,、yeah. as you were reading scripture, then,、um, what were the what were the pieces of scripture that first? Let me let me say it this way. So you you've been exposed to the Bible. You had pieces of Isaiah that you kind of knew and whatnot, right? When、mm-hmm. was it? Like, what were the verses or the story or the or the piece that Jesus said or what Paul wrote? Where did you start saying, "Wait a minute here, I that means something. I want more." Can Can you remember what what parts I, of the Bible were the ones that really woke you up? I guess is what I'm asking. Um, I think、uh, 
many pieces, but I, I can make an example. Like you should enter the narrow gate. Hmm. Uh, like uh, it is an example that Chinese people may know very well because um, why do we do we have fear? Because we have fear. Because we we are we we think that entering. Uh, I think we think that um, following other people is not wrong. But this verse told me that following other people is wrong. It is wrong. And you should find your, for yourself the narrow gate. And only 1% of people can enter the narrow gate, I, I, I'm saying. And only such few people can enter the narrow gate. And such people can get, I think, get life. It's not the, I think it's not the uh, life of the body, but life of the spirit, the life of the, our soul, the life of what the feeling that we are living for themselves, the life of we are not the deadly corpse or something. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's and, interesting. Again, I'm I'm wondering how much is lost in translation. So uh, forgive me for for kind of uh, pushing mm-hmm. back on it a little bit. But okay. So I can I can totally see how coming out of the China you've been describing for the last hour. The mm-hmm. phrase about I know that wide is the road that leads to destruction could be like, hey, look, we're all just doing what we're being told, and this is uh, leading us to despair, right? And, and I think that is what Jesus is referring to to some extent. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then the idea that there's a, a narrow gate that most people don't see, um, that there's mm-hmm. a, there's another way that's somewhat hidden but is more real. Um, so that that mm-hmm. piece fits with with what you've been wrestling with. Mm-hmm. But then the place where um, where, at least for me, uh, I understand that narrow gate not merely to be my own freedom to discover myself, but mm. the fact that Jesus is a different kind of man than the rest of us. Uh, that, that Jesus is not merely here to tell me how to find myself, that he's mm. finding me. Uh, he is the God who is man, who is reaching out and saying, I am the way, right? The narrow gate, I am right, the way, right? Am the truth, right? And, and in that then, there is um, – uh, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth too much, uh, but – I could I can't see narrow gate as being anything less than you know in the wounds of Jesus, and yet I can totally see how that would be precisely the metaphor that would speak to you given where you were. So that makes a ton of sense to me. Um, I don't know, but but see because I don't know your confession of Christianity, and because I do know that there are especially in Europe uh, historically we would call them liberal. Christians who would say things like I, Jesus yeah. was was not really a man, or or that Jesus didn't rise from the dead. So I have no idea, you know, if that's where mm. you're being taught or or what have you. So that's why I'm kind of like I'm, I'm grasping to find that out. Yeah. For me, I think it is. Um, I think those problems are not the. I think the accurate. I think the, the important problem for me. I I think. The most important thing is I found strength in it. And Jesus is a symbol. And Jesus is what is he who told me that. And this is the, the thing that it's I, I what I find is a pure strength. Is a is a thing that Jesus told us those those who seek his life will lose it. Uh-huh. And those who and those who lose his life for my sake will save it. And this and Jesus is the man who told told me that. 
<laughs> and I think this, um, I think for this one, I think the, the, the point is not the name of Jesus, but all the strengths that under his name, in his name, that I can feel the real Jesus is real for my feeling. Sure. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so we probably, I don't know. I don't know. We, we, again, I don't want to, I don't want to assume too much here. Um, mm. cause I think there's ways in which I can hear what you're saying and be like, I think I agree. But then some of the language as well in English, there would be like, well, yeah, no, we disagree on that. So, um, like for example, the name of Jesus, uh, while it's not pronounced right, if I say Jesus, like you're, you're a bit about the German uh, uh, J being a Y, right? I mean that goes mm-hmm. that goes back further, so that uh, yeah. Jesus in Greek was Jesus, and then in in, in Hebrew Jesus. would have been Yeshua, yeah. right? So it's not it isn't about the sounds, you know, Jesus. Um, yeah. But it, but it, his name is more than the sounds. Uh, yeah, you think right. about the the angel uh, Gabriel who who announces his birth to Mary. Uh, and, and I guess it's Joseph. You know, he will call his name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And and the name Jesus mm. then, yeah, right. as a word, means to to save, uh, to be the one who saves. So mm. there is meaning in that that's more than more than symbolic. But I guess, and that's kind of the thing too. So so from where, my, where I'm sitting, I mean, Jesus definitely says things that give you strength. Don't get me wrong; he definitely sets you free with his words, and his words are like. A philosopher's words times a billion, right? He his 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 direct ability to uh, break down our mental walls mm-hmm. and put in place right. another worldview is is omnipotent. But I believe that's because he is God made man, mm-hmm. because he did buy us back from death through his physical death and resurrection under Pontius Pilate uh, back in the day. And to me, if you take those pieces away, and he's just a symbol. I'm back in dystopian despair land. You know? I, I believe I believe as you uh, because um, it is. I think it's uh, ridiculous to bring them away. Uh, the, the the thing that why I mean that it is a symbol is like um, it is like it is not what we can like. Um, it is not important that we uh, we find in the history to prove that he exists, but from our hearts. We believe he exists. Hmm. It's, it's so not we I'm are push finding on that too, though. I, yeah. I I agree with you that we must indeed believe it in our hearts, right? But so just a piece of history for you here. That um that argument you just made uh, was first made by a, a German scholar named Schleiermacher. It's a terribly long name. Yeah. Okay, Schleiermacher. I, I know. Yeah, I okay. know him. And, Schleiermacher. And the history of of Schleiermacher is not helpful. I I think in that. He was trying to do a good thing. He was facing a modern world that did not believe in the historical Jesus. And his argument was, well, it doesn't matter. Uh, as long as we believe him in our hearts, that's the point. That's what really matters. But what that did then over 300 years to Christianity in the United States and, and in the West is it took away the substance of Christianity. It's just an idea. That's all that it is, which makes it just equal to all the other ideas of the world and you can mm. kind of you can merge and blend them or to go to your with your china example one dynasty after another just kind of takes over the narrative of believing in jesus but they do whatever they want with it and right. and it's it's through staying tied to the necessity of the history that means something again i mean it is actually gonna be 
believed on in the heart. And if you don't believe it on in the heart, you don't believe it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not real. Uh, so, so those are tied together, but. Uh, the history of Schleiermacher is just one to be aware of. Uh, you know, as you're as you're coming into the 21st century, it's been it's been 300 years since since Schleiermacher's ideas, and we in the West have been able to see what that idea did over time. Um, and I would I would suggest it's it's a dangerous idea uh, that um, to think that as all that matters is that I have the faith in my heart. I think you have the faith in your heart. Because it's real outside of you, because Jesus actually did it. And now the words that he's left behind that are supernatural, you called them, you called them magical earlier. I like that. Uh, a lot of, a lot of Americans wouldn't say that, but I like it. Uh, super, super powerful, magical, you know, divine words. They won't leave you mm-hmm. alone. They won't leave you alone, right? And so it does wake up the heart. So forgive me for preaching at you a little bit there. Uh, uh but, uh, um, uh, I find this to be important, and I think you're at a very important place in life. Uh, and my my prayer for you is that as you continue to walk with Christians in reading the Bible, um, right. you can you. find you can find some of the history that's there, because talking about what the Bible means has been going on for for two thousand years. And while there's been a great deal of debate about it. When you go back and you look at the debate, you can also see where the agreement has always been and where things never change. And as a Lutheran, I think that's what Lutheranism is, is we're trying to hold to the stuff that we that's obvious, that, that never changes. Um, and I actually believe that if you start poking those things away, it, it's about 100 years before you're – you're done being Christian and, and Western Civ can be a, a real study in that. So um, sorry, that was a lot, uh, you know, throwing it at you there. Uh, do you want to respond? I want to give you a chance to respond to any of that, that you felt maybe I misrepresented you or anything like that. Yeah. I think the God that we have find uh, is not only me, but I, I also have some friends like uh, the God that we have find is um, I think that it's like the, the word that I have said to you is is a different perspective because what we have find is from despair the light in front the light within this the darkness of despair. Yeah, I think yeah. that because for you I think is um for Americans there is not a, not a strong feeling of the whole darkness of this whole world, but for Chinese guys for Chinese young people, it's the feeling is so such so strong. Huh. So, so I want to, I want to just don't, don't think of us too highly. We have mm-hmm. a very high suicide rate among high schoolers. We have a tremendously high drug and alcohol abuse level among college, 30 year old, 40 year old, and so on. We just cover it really well. Uh, we cover it with stuff, but I think Americans are terribly despairing right now. Terribly despairing. They yeah. Just, I they know. just don't yeah. say it. They won't admit it. They know they're supposed to be happy, right? Yeah. So perhaps I do not understand the young young guys in, in America. <laughs> and but for us, for I and my my friends, we think God is a God in the wilderness. It's like we saw that we are we were in cities. We saw the city was prosper and and like China's economy or China's people's lives is is growing better and better, but. But we feel something, and we, without any reason, we throw ourselves into the wilderness because we know that there is God in the wilderness. Huh. And and like like 
what will happen in the wireless? What will we eat? What will we drink? What will we like? What what the life will depend on? We don't know. We do not. We do not know at all. But the only thing we could do now is to walk into the wireless. Mm. Mm. It's this is what um is what I, my friend has said before. You know, um the the story of this friend is really fascinating. And he uh he was he was arrested by by a local police police uh I think police office and for uh, detained for two weeks and after this detainment uh, he had he had escaped from 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 his home he was a really rich guy before but he wandered on the street for some days and I helped him I paid him some money and and helped him smuggling across the across the border. Out, out of um, China, out of China. out of China, mm-hmm. right? He did not have a passport because the police office did not, I think, did not issue him issue him a passport. Uh-huh. So refused to issue him a passport. So he's now a wanderer, but he he said his God is in the wilderness. Huh. That is what what we are feeling yeah, now. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I I mean I I totally empathize. The trick is going to be again how that is heard. Um, by an American because uh, it can sound like mm-hmm. going out into the wilderness to find God there on his own, which the scriptures actually speak of the wilderness as being the place where you'll find the devil, right? When Jesus goes to fight the devil, right. it's in the wilderness, right? That's like that's where the devil reigns. Or when mm-hmm. the uh, when God threatens um, uh, to make Jerusalem like Babylon in in mm-hmm. uh, wrath against their sin, He says, "I will make you like the wilderness, a haunt for jackals and all this stuff." So it's not like God's in the wilderness just because. But you're right in this. Uh, we have the God who goes with us into the wilderness. We can walk into the wilderness, and right. God does not abandon us. Now, right. the, the thing to remember as a Christian is, how do you know that? Well, you know that because you are you are baptized into Jesus Christ, and he's risen from the dead. You know that because you have the scriptures, which are his words to you, your right. guide, right? And then I would also say you know that because of the, the flesh and blood of the supper. Um, now, that has a lot to do with your congregation and things like that, but— so, so I think I think we're in agreement, but I'm I'm saying a lot of this for my listener, uh, uh, yeah. you know, so that they can kind of hear. He's not saying we're supposed to go make idols in the wilderness and worship them, and whatever god you find there is whatever. Yeah. He's saying he's saying I, me and my my generation, who are Chinese particularly, but not entirely, but are are struggling to get out of a worldview, a, a, a political ideological system. We feel like. We're having to jump blind into the wilderness, yeah. but we know that God is with us, and so yeah, right. we're willing to do it, right? Remember, right. that's what you're like, saying. Like this propaganda, um, he, they they told us that we can find, uh, I think, prosperity and safety and everything, our good lives in their world. That this, like the, you know, the the, the film, the Truman Show, you know. Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, but Truman want to want to get out. And he, when he like uh, his boat gets into the bottom of the Truman World, and um, the, the world had a crack had, uh-huh. had, had appeared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know th- this is what we are we are doing. Like um, like like the wilderness for us is a wilderness for Abraham, because uh, when he came out of war, you know, the war of Chaldeans mm. um, of, of the I think the, the Sumer Mesopotamia. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He, he came out of the, the city of war 
and he went out into the wilderness because he he only believed only what we believed that mm -hmm. is it's what i i i found a word in the um new testament um i will find i will find it in in the book of hebrew of hebrews uh like like uh i think it's um chapter 11 verse 13 and they these all died in faith not having received the things promised but having seen them and greeted them from afar and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth mm -hmm. people who speaks thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland if they had been thinking of that land from which they had gone out they would have had opportunity to re return but as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Mm -hmm. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. Mm -hmm. that, is, that is what I mean in the name of Basuria, because that is the thing that I do not know it will, it will even. It was true, but I believe in it. I do not know whether it could, it could be Call, still call the name Basuria or not, but it's not so important because it is a city. It is like a city that promised that this is what we what we think yeah. that we want to live immediately. We want a we want a better country, and that is not right. that's not the United States. It's not Germany. It's not China. It's not Russia. It's not anything on this planet. It's, it's the return the of Jesus country. Christ. Yeah, uh, which one. I would say is the return of Jesus. You know, the King who reigns, <laughs> he is reigning. It doesn't look right. like it right now, but he's he his kingdom's already here, and yet it's going to come on that last day, and we're going to see mm, it. Right. Yeah? And we long for that, so we can walk through this exile, this wilderness now. Yeah, knowing for us, we, what will be for us. It, yeah, it is a uh, is it like uh, in in theology is it a word like eschatology? Yeah, um, like like um, a, a bad eschatology is communism. But a better one is, I think we are seeking for a better one. It's like, it is still in Hebrews, I think it's uh, chapter 13, verse 14. For here we have no lasting city, uh -huh. but we seek the city that's to, that is to come. Yeah, yeah. It, it is uh, what we are thinking about, yeah. actually. Yeah, good. Yeah, I think I think we're on the same page there. Um, so, okay, I... I think we need to kind of work toward a, a close for this time. We, we we may do this again. I do have um, two things that are like news things that I am curious of your opinion on. You mentioned Hong Kong already. So if we come back to yeah. that, can you just tell me what that was? I mean, I know what Fox News told me it was, but I, what, <laughs> what was that, right? What happened? You just kind of overview it. Um, it was like Hong Kong was a city, um, like um, – of British colony, mm -hmm. and during this British colony, uh, I think this time of of colonialism, um, there was a, a legal system and a government has established in a Western standard, and there is like uh, like the human rights, uh, like like the uh, like the human dignity, like the um, protection of truth or like that some some i think ideologies had some ideologies or some no not ideologies but basic values has had been protected huh. uh, but after this time the people of hong kong the chinese people of hong kong they were 
fallen into the dream of a Chinese nation, of the great Chinese nation, because they, st they still speak Chinese and they like uh, they write in Chinese and they are part of a Chinese culture. And they also, they have also fallen into the dream of being a greater China, being the greater Chinese nation. And that generation of Hong Kong before 1997, the Hong Kong returned back to China. Mm -hmm. Those people, they were, they were like, like worshiping idols. Huh. They were like that, so, but after the idol was China. Yeah, the idol was China. You 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 know that. So and, so what I want to understand though is so so in 1997, I have heard this, but I don't know it well. In 1997, Hong Kong, as a political independent colony of Britain, was returned to being effectively mm -hmm. the property, whatever that means, of of China. Right. But there was some sort of, if I remember, there was some sort of agreement like. From China, like we're not going to change the way you do things. You're kind of allowed to still run your own stuff. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's like uh, one country, two systems. It is a, a, a term like that uh, because it is a promise made by China, but only five years after the promise was made, it was broken. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. like China. Um, China do not want to keep its promise because. Um, the promise for him, for them is like, it's like uh, the promise is to broke, is to break. Well, I think I think if they were to allow a Western style government to succeed, it would be like a poison pill. It would it would eventually leak out onto the rest of the mainland, and yeah. and and they can't yeah. have that happen. So then, so what happened then this last year? So ninety seven is a long time ago. What was the mm -hmm. the, the protests about this year? What was going to happen? Uh, I think it's um, in 2014, there was a, a massive protest in Hong Kong by young people oh. because uh, the, the central government of China promised a democracy for Hong Kong, but um, it refused after like um, it has handed back to China. Mm. And in 2014, the people like revolted on the street because China has broke, broken its promise. Okay. And, and that movement has failed. Um, and five years after this movement, in 2019, the last year, um, there was an extradition law it's because the, the legal system of, of uh, Hong Kong is independent from China. Uh -huh. And uh, this is why some people in China who have a different political opinion can live in Hong Kong still. Right. Because it cannot influence the, the police in Hong Kong or the or legal system or the judges in Hong Kong because the Hong Kong uh, the legal system of Hong Kong is like an English one huh. like in the United States the, the, the judges they have the power huh. not the government yeah but in China the people think the judges are like merely the tools of the government mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so uh, this is difference so after the uh, after this extradition law, that that was uh, promoted by the central government um, in la last year. After this has passed, Hong Kong will die. Its legal system will die because everyone in Hong Kong can be extradited. Extradited, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Extradited into China, yeah. and China has no legal independence of, of the jurisdiction. So, so, so basically, the, let me try to summarize it again here. 
mm-hmm. it used to be that the laws were effectively different in Hong Kong and China. And so if mm-hmm. you lived in Hong Kong, you could do things that China didn't like, even though you're technically yeah. part of China as a whole. Right. Yeah. But now there's a law that lets China prosecute you for their laws while you're in Hong Kong, and Hong Kong agrees right. to give you up if they say yeah. give them up. Yeah. Yeah. And then millions of people have gone in on the streets. But because the Hong Kong only has seven million people, two million people have gone on the streets. That's crazy. How? It's crazy. Uh, how did that have an impact? I mean, it didn't change it though, right? It didn't stop it. Uh, uh, yeah, let's stop it. Because um, I think Hong Kong was one of the the symbols of the Chinese national revival before, because, you know, the, this is really funny because in the narrative of the Chinese nation, China was a great nation in ancient times. And in modern times, it has fallen into abyss. And the, Brit, the British empire has colonized Hong Kong. It is a shame. Yeah. It's a shame for yeah. China, Chinese narrative. And getting back a, a territory from from imperialist country is like a glory right. that I have told to you. Right, that and makes sense. the Hong Kong people, yeah. And, and I have also told you that the Hong Kong people in that generation, of that generation, was also fond of that mystic of Chinese nation. Yeah. So, yeah. so it was like, a, like a, the, the image of the Chinese nation had broken uh, in during those 20 right, years after right. this 21st century and the young people they do not they do not trust the central government anymore <laughs> <laughs> because you know they, and there is a division in between two generations of hong kong yeah. the old people and the young people and often i think they do not talk to each other anymore <laughs> yeah it's it is really severe because um the the old generation was like chinese people like uh, we follow the the, mo- the I think the ma- the mass we follow the mass and and the, what the other people do then we should do and it's like Chinese people, but the but the new generation of Hong Kong because in Berlin I have many contact with them. They are like Western people. They are like Americans. Like why should the government govern us? Why should we believe in that? We should believe in what we like. Right. But, yeah and. So they, they go on the street and the, and the police uh, in Hong Kong was one of the most, the greatest place in, in, in Asia. And it was like, they are polite and they are like with, with order and with, with, they are civilized and they, uh, they are not able, they are not like, um, like permitted to beat people like uh, brutally. But right. after this protest, everything had changed. Because the central government ordered the police to beat the people brutally, mm. Mm. and and then uh, after the, the during those those months, I think of the last year, the police of Hong Kong had been a branch of the Chinese Communist Party right. directly. Right. I think it is not under the control of Hong Kong government, but directly under the central government, and they become like a military dictatorship. And you think that this is this is unstoppable at this point? That Hong Kong will eventually just have to be reabsorbed? Reabsorbed? I don't believe because because um, as I know, the people of Hong Kong has, I think, um, has has fought. I think has struggled for half a half a year, and the young people and all the like the the people of Hong Kong are shifting. Um, I think towards the, the opposite side of China. Okay. Okay. 
oh. are shifting. They That's are shifting easily. And but they they do not have their own uh, protection for themselves because right. under the police they have nothing. So a really great thing that I have seen from them is their young people. They have organized their own forces huh. with weapons, okay. not so great weapons, but not guns, but some 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 bad weapons. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but still still they wanted to save their their friends from the police and they fought with the police huh. and wow it was fascinating I, I didn't i didn't i didn't know how great courage they had but at that time i was really fascinated uh, huh. by that uh, and the people like the college students in hong kong and when they fought with police you know they 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 used any of the weapons that they could have and they said um my, you know, uh, in German, it's like it, it's it's um the letter that's that the people write before their death. It's a young man, 19 years old, 20 years old. I don't know, but the letter of him after his death is in his in his like wallet, hmm. in his wallet. Hmm. He said, "I'm I have prepared to die tonight." Huh. <laughs> yeah. It's a, you know they, they they speak they also use Chinese. They speak Chinese and. It is unbelievable to. It is a contrast that the people of China like now a numbness, full of numbness, and and they are lack of courage, and they, everything is is in in unrighteousness. They they do not say anything about. It. So, but in Hong Kong, there was like the people, uh, the young people, they they sacrifice their lives only for like they don't mind if they die or not in tonight, huh. even. Yeah. And and yeah. And, yeah. and that has like it's. It's a like uh, my friend I met in Berlin, Hong Kong friend. She has told me that before this movement, the people of Hong Kong were really selfish. Hmm. Were really uh, they, they don't they do not care about each other, and um, everything was like in despair, and and they, everyone uh, do not have any hope. But when the when the movement had broke broke out, suddenly things have changed yeah people helped each other really warmly and it's still and go, it's still going on i mean there's still like a still going on yeah. yeah before i think after before two days i saw a friend on twitter uh, and their their group had had got a like a bomb in in i think in the in the in, in the toilet uh. and had got some trouble with police yeah they, well they, they made troubles with police <laughs> and they like they just threw the like a Molotov into the police office every oh, wow. day. <laughs> wow. See, so, so, so to me though, so that, that uh, the danger there is, is, you know, being able to be labeled as terrorists. Um, Cause then that turns, turns people against your movement too, especially if it's uh, harming someone publicly, right. Who's like an innocent person. Um, mm, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So, uh, but again, I'm going to, I'm going to assume at this point that it's, it's a lot more complex uh, uh, than I yeah, can wrap yeah. my head around. Um, Speaking of that, I, I would also love your thoughts on the coronavirus. You mentioned it earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. What's up with that? I mean, you know, I, the, the the news media kind of says China sort of lied about how severe it was. It looks like mm-hmm. it's pretty severe. It's now spreading everywhere. Um, uh, it's, yeah. It's from your home province you mentioned. Like, mm, what, like what do you think? <laughs> the point is not the virus. The point is... It's never be the virus, but the 
but uh, from this thing, from such an issue, um, I have seen the social destruction of China. Ah. Because you know, in under the communism, I think uh, I think I've told you that everything is upside down. Uh huh. And and the the local community is corrupted really severely, and um, because of that, people cannot organize with each other. Um, like uh, they can only uh, wait for the the help of government, or they do not have any means to 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 fight the virus or anything. And the government is like they are lack of um, they think they 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 say that they they are very quickly and they uh, they say that they they have made many efforts but the people in the hospital they did not see anything, huh. like uh, like uh, my my dad was an official uh, and you know what the the people in the in the government they could not get a mask from from the from the top. Of the government, huh. they cannot get the mask. And what what my dad had done? Guess what? You know, uh, he brought uh, like he had brought uh, three people um, with him. He drove in into a like county where there are a lot of factories um, that's uh, man- manufacturing masks. And uh, because he, he was official, he because he was official, he um, and he talked with the one of the one of the heads of those factories. And and uh, he bought some some masks from the factories because the factories um, was af- after that was controlled by the military, huh. so he could not get anything from them anymore. And those I think there are twenty thousand of masks he got uh, from the factory. They those masks are the masks for the for the staffs of of his guru. Right, right. Instead of that, they, he cannot get anything. So why? What? What benefit is it to China to ignore a disease that's killing off a whole segment of its population? Because killing population for China is not important for his politics. Huh? For its politics, it's not important because those populations they are not in the political system, and the, the important thing is that. There is like in Hubei province where the coronavirus had uh, broke out, there was a like a, a conference of the government members huh. in, in that province held, I think, before two weeks. And during that week, because of that, no medias or no reporters are permitted to like to press such news about the about the coronavirus. Huh. So it was a it was easily, I think, it's actually ignored, and, and it costs nothing because the, those people, people outside the political system, are nothing. Mm. Actually, are nothing. So I, I mean, I guess I'm struggling to see how, as a, if I'm an emperor, and there's mm-hmm. a bunch of people dying, I might not care about them. This might be the cost of business; they're going to die. But if it's something like a virus that's spreading mm-hmm. quickly. This can very quickly be not just about that province. This could be about, well, me, right? And, and <laughs> yeah. so uh, that's that's what I don't get is is why there isn't more of a concern, at least maybe I'm not hearing it from you either. That like like public health is 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 not just about the people groups. It's it's actually about everybody and the whole thing. Mm, you know, I think I think it's because it's not because he's an emperor, but because he's an emperor who cannot control the 
local branches of government because the local branches of governments they have formed their own interest group okay and and they have no like side of the of the uh, like the consequence of this virus but the emperor has this side but he could do nothing with those people. So so what you're saying then is that as much as the central government is centralized, there are still some pretty significant disagreements within that system. Parties, you might say. Uh, I think it's not disagreement, but the political like the political system is not a wholeness. Yes. But, but a like um divide sometimes it's divided. Yeah. In the in the basic level. At the basic level. So everyone's kinda groups are fighting for control of the power. Well, yeah. ma- well, maybe pretending to not be right. Maybe that's just, right. it's, it's like subtle. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, the pressing about, you know, uh, reporting about the virus. It is not only a public health thing. It's not a thing only about public health, but a political thing. When when that when such a thing is reported, some officials may have been punished. Yeah. Yeah, you know, this is this is severe for those for those uh, I think for those officials. So uh, in order to not be punished, right, they choose not to report something. That makes sense. To <laughs> that makes this, sense. This is this is natural in China. It's many things like the SARS. You know, um, in two thousand and three, mm-hmm. there was another epidemic. Um, in in two thousand and three, before seventeen years, the province of Guangdong, the officials they choose to hide the virus together. Yeah, yeah, and. After two months and three months, when the when the virus had had eventually, uh, I think, arrived in Hong Kong, huh. the the issue had broken. Finally, out. right, right. <laughs> yeah, finally. So yeah. someone's got to learn. You can't hide viruses. That's not how viruses work, right? Unless it's in a tube. <laughs> yeah, it is. You can't hide yeah. it. <laughs> and, so, and the problem is uh, now the, the political system of China, the weakness of the political system of China, has fully exposed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. that, and that gets back toward again what, what your your hopes and, and goals are, and uh, and what we were talking about earlier. So I, I feel like we can say more and have more conversation, but I think we should maybe um, do that another time and let this just mm-hmm. sit as sort of our, our first hit. Um, and uh, uh, I wanted to give you one more chance here. So, like, um, is there anything we didn't talk about yet that you were hoping to talk about? today that you would Uh, like to say uh yeah i think uh i prepared a lot about the essence essence of communism Mm. of how communism works or and how and what communism really is and i didn't talk about it well then talk about it uh, (laughs) (laughs) tell me right i asked you to do that didn't i um so absolutely tell me tell me more about how communism works i want to know uh yeah um I should say that uh, there is as a story uh, as a there is a story. Firstly, a story I should I should talk about is um, is an experience of my friend. Um, she is uh, in a university in Beijing, in mm-hmm. the capital of China, and some of some students in his uh, in her in her university had formed an organization. Uh, I think their ideology is Marxism, mm-hmm. but. This Marxism is different from what I think. It's not. It's the ideology uh, is not different from the thing that propaganda told us. But the government do not want to do the propaganda, but they really want to do it. Hmm. They are real Marxist 
but and uh, and they have worked with the the, the labor workers and they have like uh, got a lot of like uh, uh, how to say that expeditions in in those uh, factories and saw the, the miseries of the of the working class and mm. <laughs> like that and but the result was the government um, stopped them and the government had arrested them hmm. and and those students they believe in Marxism but they do not believe in the government anymore. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, then this this is really I think it's um, it's 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 such uh, they show they have shown their mercy through their true hearts. Uh, I think and those who who throw their mercy through their true hearts are are exalted in the media, but they are mistreated in the reality when they really want to help people. When they really want to like help people to to protect their rights and they have uh, organized like like the uh like the some 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 movements against the factory owners then the local government had got into it and stopped them because oh. they had have some problems with the interest of someone because so we can discover that this communism is not is not what they are saying well, so I would say communism, in my understanding of it, is never yeah. what it says it's going to be. <laughs> That's the right. problem is it says here's what it's going to be, but it turns into empire, dynasty, whatever you want to call it, power. Right. Somebody right, – right. you know, I, I don't know if you're familiar with the book Animal Farm. You ever heard of this I, book? I, surely, I read it. Yeah, before. yeah, right. So, you know, some some um, are more equal than others. Is is kind yeah. of the key thing, right? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And that's uh, uh, so we could we could talk further about that, but that, so it is interesting f to say that um, current Chinese communism uh, is only communist and when it's beneficial to the system. Uh, right. And then when you have a Marxist saying, "No, let's really be Marxist," they go, "No, <laughs> no, right. Yeah. yeah, right." Huh. I think I think to find what communism really is, first we should set a question due to the accurate history of communism. Okay. Yeah, it's like in uh, I am in Germany that I know. You know, you know, in in East Berlin there are still many streets like Liebknechtstrasse and Rosa Luxemburgstrasse, huh. like <laughs> like that. And we have known that in the Humboldt University, and I the library I always been to, there are like like quotes from Marx, Marx, Karl Marx, and but in Germany actually, the communist movement did not succeed. Yeah, right. Right, right, but in Russia, uh -huh. excessive. Yeah, and in China, excessive. But why? But why? The, I think why the um, communist communism will can succeed in empires. It is really a problem. You know, the Marx, Karl Marx, like he considered world as a whole thing, and his theory can be used in any part of the world. But but the but Lenin, you know, did not think of, think so. Hmm. Vladimir Lenin did, did, did not think so. He said Russia is the weak point of the capitalist world. Huh. <laughs> and and why? Because uh, I have read a lot of uh, novels uh, from that age, like um, from the from the imperial Russia. Hmm. And at that time, I think the, there are aristocrats and churches. I think orthodoxy churches and and the massive people in the bottom of the society. Right. Those two parts are severely divided. Right. 
Right. And many, many socialists in Russia, like they are universities, they were university students. They do not, they did not know anything about the bottom of society. Mm. And when they got, uh, want to like research society and the students have to go to the, like the farms and, and to, to record any, uh, many things. But at the end, they have, they have realized that they have known nothing. Yeah, because that's the two societies are so so severely divided, and China was also like that. Like the China was was a society of wanderers. How how to say that? Because many people they are homeless at that age. They are homeless, and and the and the rebellions are were everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and, and this this is why Lenin has said that Russia was a weak point of the capitalist world because its society was not so stable. Right. Well, and then they and, had the the empire was weak, right? Yeah, so you had yeah. the, the aristocracy that was there and wealthy, but they really were not managing themselves well. World War One yeah. had a lot to do with this, but so China also. Minor, I don't know a ton about this, but I you know I'll, in fact everything I know is from a movie called The Last Emperor. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever uh, seen yeah. it. Uh, I but, know that. But again, you had a uh, a dynasty that had grown uh, weak in like a mental way, um, basically hidden, right? Like like not mm -hmm. even one of the people. So you mentioned everyone else is a wanderer and he can't even leave the Forbidden City. He's just stuck there. But then he has very little um, power. And I don't know how much of that had to do with his age at the time and all that kind of stuff. But um, – in that way, oh, yeah. it's very similar to Russia. I can I could see how that's a very similar to yeah. the to the uh, the Russian czar's situation by the end right, of, of right. that. So yeah, huh? I mean, uh, at the end of the uh, dynasty, uh, many people they they are excluded from the society. Mm -hmm. Excluded. That means that they do not have their position, and um, they organize like rebellions, like uh, in China in the in the nineteenth century. The society was really, really bad because, uh, and there was an incident called the Heavenly Kingdom. Uh huh. Is a, I think, uh, it was a rebellion organized by a fake Christian uh -huh. because he got an idol worship after he got into power. Huh. <laughs> and, huh. and, and using this fake religion, and he had got about, um, half of China. Huh. Territory of him was half of China. And, it was astonishing about um six sixteen million people died huh. during this this war wow. <laughs> and and this is really a destruction of society and and at the end of the dynasties the society was always like this because because when the when the power of the of the central government declines, many people do not trust the power anymore because the power cannot bring them benefits. And right. then rebellions broke out. The logic of, of Lenin was like the chance of communism depends on the weakness of society instead, instead of the strongness of society. Huh. Because Marx, Karl Marx has said that uh, this is a development like uh, feudal society, capitalist society, uh -huh. commun socialist society, communist society. Right, right, right. right. But, but Lenin said it was nonsense. We should find a weak point. Huh. It's not a strong point. Was Lenin, Marx, yeah. was Lenin a student of Marx? I don't know Lenin's history. Lenin was inspired by Marx, but Lenin, Leninism is not Marxism. Right. But, 
but uh, Leninism is the only, the only, I think, type of Marxism that has succeeded. Succeeded. We, I think we call <laughs> it, uh, we, uh, Bolshevism would be the, the phrase we would use for, right. for Lenin's, Lenin's view. And that used to yeah, be yeah. A, a pejorative term, like an insulting term, but you don't hear it very often anymore. Um, and yeah. I am, I'm curious about that too. Uh, so, so mm. Bolshevism is an application of Marx's theories, but with some significant changes. Uh, you're saying, yeah, 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 because bro- Bolshevism is like a really realistic thing. It's you control the military, yeah. you control the power, you control the factories, and you use guns to control people. Right, right. <laughs> it is really easy. Utilitarian. It is, like, it is simple. It is simple thing, and. We can see that communism cannot occupy a stable society, but can only occupy a weak society. Hmm. The, the, the society where the people, many people are excluded and many people are in misery and many people are like, cannot live anymore, but the aristocrats, they still live in their small world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they are overthrown after the communist regime had established. But then it because, all just turns into the same thing all over again with someone else on top, right? I mean, it, it doesn't really change. Yeah, but because the revolutionaries they become emperors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this is a, yeah, and I think it's it's like why it happens. It is a what is its reason? I think communism, this idea, was not come out of evil. Because uh, because the misery was accurate the mm-hmm. misery the yeah. miseries in the empires the, every, everyone can can see it and many leaders of early communist party they were not uh, they were not thinking about themselves to be an emperor or something they are really inspired by the miseries of people yeah i can yeah. I, I should i should i and i should say it is true many people now in china say that communists are uh, communism are totally evil and like the communist leaders are bornly evil. Like I do not believe, but because of communism, is do not come from evil, but it becomes an evil, and it happens because of evil. Mm. I I would contend that that men, women too, mm. but mankind, mm. we are evil. <laughs> and yeah, so we are evil. Anything right. that we take as good as we want it to be. We mm. we do evil things with it, and yeah. uh, so communism. Yeah, it, it's an attempt to stop the problem of evil, which is suffering. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's when it when attempted by evil men, eventually must become another form of evil. Uh, it's like a Tower of Babel. Uh, yeah, like, like that. that's good. Yeah, that's that that is a good way of seeing it, and, and I think that is sort of where, at least Western Christians that I've studied under and i think i agree with him in this it's mm. not that we think capitalism is so great yeah it's that we is, think it's not an it just not a thing but what it does do is it yeah it checks everybody so mm. nobody can ever really get too far on top um in theory although mm. monopolies and uh you know merchants running the world is something we're facing mm-hmm. right now with amazon and google and all that in a whole different way um but uh yeah, and, and in that, I would say, you know, we shouldn't be surprised when evil men find a way to do evil things right, with what's right. in the world. It's just, it's just what we find. So, um, and also, um, mm-hmm. I have another example, and because 
Orthodox churches in Russia at mm-hmm. that time. They were churches, but they were not real churches. Right. They got infiltrated. Yeah, because, you know, churches are not always churches. Because no. sometimes it has a name of churches, but it has, they are not churches anymore. Sometimes they become intellectuals. Mm-hmm. They have lost the ability of serving people of God, but become themselves a self-deceiving group of mm. aristocracy, I believe. And they have no mercy sometimes. Mm. Always in that time, they have no mercy. They they so they, they call themselves uh, pastors. They come themselves like uh, like the deacons, but they they have no mercy. They are like bureaucratic systems. And when the long ignored people become the red army, they will also kill the aristocrats with, without any mercy. Right. Right, right, right. Yeah. And my understanding is that a lot of a lot of faithful pastors who resisted uh, were killed at that time. So they they they, right. they literally purged the churches. And uh, it's also my understanding that Lutheranism had a pretty decent footprint uh, in in Russia, Russia, not like the whole Soviet Union, but in Russia there was a decent footprint of Lutheran churches, and they mm-hmm. were almost entirely destroyed uh, through yeah. through murder. Um, although there's a neat story, I don't I don't know how valid this is, but I've heard it from a uh, a, a more recent time that uh, yeah. a Lutheran missionary, uh, a Lutheran pastor that that is connected to my church body in the last thirty years, was over there um, doing work and mm-hmm. found Lutherans, no pastors. They hadn't had a pastor for for three generations, but they kept reading the Bible together and praying and waiting mm-hmm. for the day when God would let them have a pastor again. And uh, uh, they baptized their kids, you know, and, and, and passed on the faith. I think that's a stunning story of, right. of the survival of Christianity without a, without a church the way we would say it. They didn't have a building to go to, right? They were in mm-hmm. hiding for, for 40 yeah. years behind the Iron Curtain. They're, you know, they're, they're there reading the Bible. Um, it's kind of a, a stunning thing. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, so so yeah, yes. the use of the church as a way to change uh, a political reality. I mean, that's always yeah. something that's a threat there too, right? Um, I believe that church is a real thing, but communism is not a real thing. The church is a good thing, but the church, I think they are not always real churches. Hmm. The, I think the, the measure that we could I, we could do to to prevent the happening of communism is make our churches real churches. Yeah. Like we have sympathy on on the people in in the in the bottom of society, and not only like um, pretend to be merciful, and like that. I well, think it goes back to what we were saying earlier. We got to believe this stuff, right? It's it, either yeah. either it's it's true or it's just an idea. Mm-hmm. If it's just an idea, then this is nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and and also, I think the consequence of communism that we have seen is is precisely what I have told you that. A tree has grown up from the sky, hmm. not grow from the ground. You know, like um, in in the gospel, the Jesus said, like a fig tree, like a, a seed of fig tree can can grow up like a great tree, hmm. and the people can 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 get uh, hide in this shadow, mm-hmm. like under the sun. But communism change changes the society into a like para, parasite. Hmm. Parasite. No, parasite, parasite, yeah, yeah, parasite. You know, uh, the the, com- uh, the issue of the of the last year is uh, the trade war between the United States and China, right? And um, there was a issue 
uh, an issue in this trade war is like intellectual theft. Uh -huh. uh, right. Because, you know, that we have seen that under communism, everyone lost his ability to like to to create things, mm. but they only wait for things. Mm -hmm. They only wait for things from the government. And they, they think that uh, they, if, if they do not create, um, nothing would happen um, because other people will create. Mm. Or, uh, and they can only like um, get, get interest for themselves because when you create, you lose. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is that. And, and the, it, it caused a, a severe thing that uh, China is lack of create, creativity. And, but, you know, socialism, they claim socialism to be to be good, so it must be creative. So the intellectual shift, they steal techniques from the United States, yeah, and they say they are their own creation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, and, and that yeah. is what the whole the whole argument was in this last year, and uh, it still yeah. is. And I, and people that I hear talk about it say that you know we've sort of gotten China to say officially they'll stop, but they're not going to mm -hmm. stop. Not it is that. real because I think in China, uh, stealing in intellectual like like works from other <sighs> other countries, it's precisely how the, the society runs. Mm -hmm. Without mm -hmm. that, it cannot survive the society. Mm. Without intellectual theft, so it's it is really and and also this the whole society become parasite parasite parasites. So it is when when its connection like. Uh, between himself itself and the other parts of the world get cut the society will immediately collapse down because it can't it can't create on its own yeah which yeah yeah that's always the argument we make against communism by the way you know when, when we teach against it when we used to teach against it was that yeah. it, it kills creativity it kills ingenuity because no one has a real reward right there's no skin in the game now i just you know right. I, I sit and wait for the government to tell me what to do if i work hard i get paid the same as if i work weak so i'll work weak yeah and um so it's good to hear that from someone on the inside because what what's said over here is that we just haven't tried it right or um mm -hmm. you know that it's, it's not really like that and then we watch venezuela collapse right and it's like wow you sure sure looks like it's how it works so, i should say that uh, really the communism not only kill the creativity, but kill the, the whole society. But it's not its fault because I've told you that when there is evil, communism comes. It's like a virus uh -huh. that can only invade the, the body that is weak. It's not strong. Yeah, it makes sense. That that is like um like in China, you know the fertility rate of China now is is I think it's unbelievably low. Um it's I think now it's below one. Uh huh. United, United States is over over one point seven, but China's below which is, one, which is still awful low. We're down from two point four just a just a couple decades ago. Right. <sighs> but China is astonishing because the people of this society cannot trust each other anymore, mm. and the the the, the family yeah. broke. Yeah. Broke break. You know, in in a province of China, like uh, the, in the northeast provinces of China. The proportion of, of about uh, the percentage of of divorce has has uh, I think is seventy percent. Wow! It wow. means that yeah, that surprises me. Okay, wow! <laughs> it it means that uh, I think 
10 pairs of, of, of like families will dissolve after only one or two years. Yeah. 70% is like the people, they, they get into, they, they become families, not because love or because any things they are, they become families because of the unstable interest. Uh huh. Now, so, and, so Western marriage is, is having a rough time with divorce too, but 70, that's, that's just a, that's a stunning number. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And, and this is uh, what is happening. It's the total, total destruction of society. When you mentioned the fertility, I, I do have a question. So there's, there's something I've heard, uh, that because of the one child policy that was started in the eighties, I think it was, yeah. um, that there are, especially it'd be about your generation, really, there are, mm. there's a lot more boys than girls now because yeah, right. is that true? Is that something that you experienced? Um, 30 million. I think the, the difference is 30 million. There's 30 million more men than women right? In across the board in China or just in a certain generation? Um, the, the whole population. The whole China. population. 30 million more yeah. men. So what? how does that work for like dating, right? And dating. marriage. Dating. Like finding a mate, finding a, a, a spouse, um, getting married, finding a girl. Yeah. Do you guys fight? Do you guys just kind of give up? Um, that can't, mm. I mean, we're over here, guys like girls and, and they, they actually not all the time these days, but when they do, um, they go after them. Right. But generally there's about a one-to-one. So eventually everyone more or less finds somebody, but that can't happen if you got 30 million extras lying around. And, and so what does that mean for the social structure? Um, Be, uh, you know, yeah, because, um, the society is totally divided into several levels, several classes. Mm. Uh, I am of the, I think, I myself is of the, I think, the middle, upper middle class. Uh-huh. So when I see the people in the bottom class of the society, I think, I believe that most of them cannot find a wife. Huh. It's like uh, finding a wife is like, it's not about anything but about money. Huh. You know, okay. when, when yeah. you, in some rural areas where the people, the incoming of the people is only about 5,000 yuan is about how much is, um, I think less than $1,000 per year. Hmm. They paid about more than like, sometimes they pay about more than um, $100,000 for a wife. Wow. Yeah, it is like it's like a inflation, you know. Right, right. Well, it's <laughs> supply and demand, right? It's supply. Yeah, and demand. yeah. Like inflation, it's really scaring. Uh, so inflation. So to because I always think on like on a macro level. Um. So what you're saying then is that the, uh, the fertility issue with regards to I should say fertility the um uh, demographic issue with regard to more men than women is largely then a class issue. And that women, yeah. I guess, would then have a ladder up up into higher classes because of their value. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. This is precisely the situation. You know, now the situation is many women in the upper, you know, in the, uh, from the, uh, I think the the bottom classes, they have uh, gone onto the upper classes uh, through their own effort. Huh. And as as this in this classes, they cannot find husbands. Huh. They cannot find husbands because. Uh, because I think 
many many girls they think that uh, they they are worth to get a better better husband. They are worthy to get a better husband. But they, they don't want to settle. They don't want to settle. You right. They don't want to settle. And this is everyone are like regarding themselves as a value thing, valuable thing. Like uh, I calculate my value as numbers, and and I like I am a, a more precious uh, like girl or man than anyone else. Like like that. It's not the spiritual, but it's only about the interest. So the the the, the young man in the in the bottom class of China do not have any hope. No. You know, some some people they like uh, they just rope. They rope women from cities and like uh, got them to the rural areas huh. and use a chain to get them into a room yeah. to not let let her go out. And this is her his wife. Well, and see, and that's and that's that's actually my what I my question yeah. and my fear is that at a certain point you got mm. a lot of men who are mm. angry and despairing yeah. and right. want women, and this is how. The Bolsheviks killed the czars, right? Is that you know you, you put yourself in a situation where you have an army and you're not ready to fight them. So, um, yeah. uh, and whether that army attacks China itself from the inside, or whether it it goes down and, and looks at other neighboring countries where there's more women, um, I see that as a as a real long term problem. Uh, mm. And I'm I'm looking from far away, but I hear about it. It's like I just don't know how they're going to survive 100 years like that. That that is going to be that continues. Yeah, um, that is that is uh, suicide as a nation. Uh, so. Yeah, because like Bolshevism or communism is like virus, like a virus get into a cell, and it multiply m- multiply uh, itself, huh. and and get many many other virus and get out of that cell, and those many viruses they get into many other cells. Yeah, and 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 it is is that because now China's the situation of China. It's really was. It's really like uh, the the situation when the the last empire of China collapses. But today, is there another Leninism party? Is there another Bolshevism party? Is uh, at that time the Soviet Union get a branch in China and 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 like grasp the whole China, get the whole China. But now there is no other party to do that. Huh. If if so, if there was. It can only be like a, a branch of the Muslims in in Central Asia. I, I suppose that in in the future, the a great I think um, possibility is a branch of the Muslim Muslim huh. tribes in Central Asia will come into China build yeah. another empire. Well, that kind of explains you know the efforts of the government to uh, to reeducate them. I've heard about there's some, some right, stuff right. going there. It's like a military companion and uh-huh. and also. Um, in in the on the border of the of China and to the to the Central Asia, the, they have the government had paid a lot of effort to to prevent those Muslims come into China right. because it's already a great pressure. But when it collapsed down, the the situation will not will be uncontrollable. I think right. well, we got Pakistan no, right there, right? I mean, there's there's all sorts of stuff waiting to boil over. Uh, right. In that area, and it's interesting. I, you know, I, I love. I'm a student of history, and the the barbarianism of Central Asia 
has always been a a, a binding factor on empires, whether they're in, right. in Rome right. or whether they're in Beijing, India right? And China, yeah, right. India and China. The India and China was always like this structure, ruling group from Central Asia, mm. and the massive people, yeah, in the bottom, yeah. So, all right, John, this has been really fascinating and, and I have appreciated it a lot. Um, I do have to go cause I have other stuff I gotta, I do have to do today, but I, um, I'm thankful for the conversation and what I would like, I'm going to ask you to do, and I'm going to do it while, while we're still talking. If you would be so kind as to take, take a couple of days, don't do this right away, but just kind of think about the conversation. Um, mm-hmm. and then shoot me an email, you know, uh, assessing, you know, what did you get from it? What was good? Do you want more? Um, should we talk again, basically? And if we're going to talk again, what you would like to talk about? Because I think I'd like to, but I, I want to make sure I'm not just driving it um, uh, by myself. Okay. Yeah. Um, so if that sounds good with you, I look forward to hearing from you um, at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, I am, I don't know how to say this. Uh, it's pretty cool. That sounds so Americanly boring. It's it it is, it is a blessing to have um, run into you, the, the providence of, of the Thank Lord, you. the providence of, of God who has, who has redeemed us in this time right, and place right. has, has, you know, we're from opposite worlds, like literally um, to bring yeah. us together, to have this conversation and to be unified in uh, the death and resurrection yeah. of Jesus is a, is a great gift to us. So thank you for sharing and encouraging my listeners in that. Um, and uh, so likewise to you in your journey. Like, oh. There's more. Right, 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 right. No doubt the facts have been exaggerated. Yes. Namely, you know about the Well. City's inhabitants are losing their minds. Good warning. This ain't a safe space. Insanity. Like going. Yes, completely, utter confusion. If you're doing what everyone else is doing, you're doing it mad. Was that worth a dollar? Click the Patreon link in the show notes to sign up. Pretty please?